<laughs> then remember we got stuck and you're like Fuck it, just leave the sleigh. Just leave the sleigh here. Yeah. I said to hell with that, I ain't fucking leaving my caribou meat behind. The wolves will have it. Each winter, Cree, Dene, and Métis hunters from communities like Fort Chippewan and Fond du Lac in northern Alberta and Saskatchewan travel north by snowmobile for days into the bush of the Northwest Territories in search of caribou. These hunting expeditions involve hauling all the food, gear, and supplies necessary to survive for a week in subarctic conditions, crossing frozen lakes, breaking trail in feet of snow, and skinning the caribou where they lay in order to take everything they can before it freezes to the ground. Nothing that can be used is wasted in this cultural practice that goes back thousands of years. Caribou are considered sacred. Kendrick Cardinal, a Métis resident and community leader in Fort Chippewan and an experienced hunter, makes this trip most years, sometimes multiple times in a season. I first learned about Kendrick from my fiancé Ian, who, in March 2019, joined Kendrick and some other men to photograph a hunt. After the trip, Ian told me some stories, like how Kendrick single-handedly felled seven caribou just before sunset one afternoon, and the two of them skinned the caribou in the fading light. They loaded the meat onto the sled behind Kendrick's snowmobile by headlamp, and, after using all of their strength to navigate the thousand-pound sled through waist-high brush and snowdrifts, drove back to camp, where Ian immediately passed out with his clothes still covered in blood. Kendrick, meanwhile, stayed up and chatted with the others, like people do after a long but manageable day of work. I wanted to hear more from Kendrick himself, and he's graciously agreed to be this episode's guest. Ian makes a guest appearance too. So, without further delay, let's get to it. Hey, Kendrick. Hi, Ken. I mean, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good uh, to... Uh, oh, it's okay. Here, do you want to do it again? It, well, it's 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 all good. Oh, it's so, fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, so today I'm talking to Kendrick Cardinal uh, up in Fort Chip. Fort Chippewan, uh, Alberta. How's it, how's it going there today? It's January 1st, so first day of the year, 2022. And how is it there? It's good. Uh, it's a little cloudy, pretty darn cold this year. It's, uh, you got minus, uh, 40, 46 up here right now. So it's oh, pretty wow. cold. Yeah. Oh God. I can't even really wrap my head around that. Um, I mean, I've had, I lived in Ottawa for eight years and we had some cold days there in, you know, like the twenties, 20 below, but yeah, that's, that's wild. Um, and Kendrick, you are also recently reelected as, uh, as leader of Fort Chip Métis, right? Yes. I am the president of the Fort Chip Métis here. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. And and you also work as a youth counselor, right? Or you you volunteer or work as a youth counselor? I that I don't do that anymore, but I was doing that for my last job at the school. I was there for 7 years and I was a land-based learning instructor actually is what it was called. Oh wow. Okay. So Kendrick and my partner Ian Wilms went out on a caribou hunt a couple of years ago. So we have a, a person in common. And Kendrick Ian told me that when you were working with the youth, you you take them out into the bush, right? 
yes, I would uh, mentor them, and then you know a lot of the youth, uh, you know, struggle with you know theoretical stuff, and I just thought it maybe given the experience of land land based learning and hands on uh, lifestyles in the in the wilderness. Okay, that's that's really cool. And um, did you did you ever take the youth? Um, caribou hunting or or it was more just sort of learning the basics of of survival in the bush kind of thing i've i've done both actually i've uh, did excursions for you know the children to go on ice fishing trips and then you know days at the cabin and setting traps and stuff like that but um i think you know one of my biggest things that i had done with the with the youth was i took them on a you know a eight day eight to ten day trip up up to the barren, barren lands from Fort Chippewan by Skidoo and we've uh, went and caribou, hunt, caribou hunted and came back and you know fed the elders and the community and had a feast here so that was a great experience for the youth to uh, to uh, uh, experience and pass pass on and bring back to the community. That's amazing. The caribou hunting takes place every every winter I guess right and in, in- over what like january february march yes it would it typically start in january but a lot of the it depends on the caribou uh, migration right so you can't a lot of like last year we never did we didn't go hunting because the caribou didn't come down close enough for, for us in fort chip one we have to have we have to travel the whole length of lake athabasca in order to go to fond du lac and then go from Fond du Lac into the into the barren into the bush and into eventually into the barren lands to get the caribou which is about uh seven hours north of Fond du Lac so you know oh. it's quite a, quite a it's quite a expedition to be able to go to go from Fort Chippewan to uh let's say Rennie Lake or uh you know Hostile Lake or those that Ivanhoe Lake is where I, I would go hunting with the kids or you know or just myself in general uh with other hunters from Fort Chippewan every year but like I said last year we never yeah and so actually I know like this is something that I have read has been happening and that Ian has explained to me um has been happening that the the caribou are migrating or they're staying farther north over the years I guess um to escape the effects of climate change and and other you know development um and that's kind of forcing the hunters to to go further north like you just described or even miss out some years so so yeah can you tell me is that correct have i got it right i guess you you'd think it's some, some something like that but i could it could be like uh loss of food and ch- like you said change in change in temperatures and you know uh some feed don't grow where it used to grow or you know just maybe the caribou are just getting smarter and they don't want to be in a lot around anymore right uh anymore by human population i'm not sure what 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 the they're thinking but um but i guess the i guess like regardless of why they're they're going farther north over the years they have been going farther north and that's making it harder for for you to get to them Yes, the the 1956 is the last time the caribou actually been down here in Fort Chippewan. So, it's been oh wow, 100 no 50, 55 years. So, 
Yeah. So, so how has, how has the tradition changed then since then, I guess, like you described, you're, you're just having to go farther North. So back in the fifties, they were coming right down to Fort Chip. Um, so you didn't have to cross Lake Athabasca to get to them? No, they just come right to the shores of Fort Chippewan, you know, but the tradition change, changes and times change. So the tradition tradition has become uh, just a longer trek each year, right? Right. And that's got to make it, you know, like there there must be challenges with that. Oh, yeah. Like, of course, the cold weather and then, you know, the challenges of the skidoos breaking down and, you know, challenges of camping outside and you know, in the extreme 30 below weather, those are, those are challenges, of course. Yeah. And, you know, there's times that people have broken down and had to walk 50, 60 miles to get home. God, God. Yeah. In those, in those conditions. And then, like you said, last year, you just didn't, the the hunt just didn't happen. Yeah. I just, I just didn't go because I knew that it wasn't going to be so far. Yeah. And so what is, I'm going to ask you more about the conditions in a little bit, but um, can you kind of explain, like, what it, what is the significance of caribou hunting to Indigenous peoples in, you know, in northern Alberta? I know it's, you practice it, um, so it's, you know, Métis, Cree, and Dene people practice it. What is, what is the importance, I guess, like, culturally, but also in a, in a practical way? I just... Uh... I just find that it's, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good journey, and it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a, it's for me, it's, uh, it's a healing thing for myself as well, and I really value the animals, but you know, it's also a delicacy to have us be able to eat caribou meat every once at once a year. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, just. I really enjoy the trek and you know it makes me feel good to be able to go so far to be able to come back and feed the people just uh, yet like I said it's been happening for hundreds of years and uh, you know unfortunately the caribou have migrated a lot farther north than than usual so uh, it's just like I guess in in history <laughs> and uh, tradition you know people used to migrate with the caribou right right follow the caribou where they go but uh, nowadays we have nice houses and warm places to go so we just hunt from home (laughs) right right but it's still keeping that tradition alive right oh definitely yes yeah yeah and so who like how old were you when you started hunting and and who taught you i was about 16 years old and my first hunt i went hunting with was with uh, my uncle donald Mackay. And I was 16 years old, and I went up with him to uh, Tazan Lake. We went up to uh, there, and I think we got like nine or ten caribou. We came back home and, you know, fed fed our families. And the following year, I was 17, I went with my uncle Raymond Latticer. His name is Big Ray. And uh, <laughs> since then, I've just been going as much as I could. So what what is involved with hunting the caribou each winter? So you... How like how long do you go out for for each hunt? Well, it depends on how far the caribou are. Right. Right. So no matter what, it always depends on how far the caribou are for us over here in Fort Chippewa. I guess it does with any community that are uh, relying on uh, harvesting caribou. But uh, for me, I'm you know I'm two days 
two days travel to get to the caribou or sometimes even three days travel from Port Chippewan by Skidoo to get to the caribou. Wow. Like, okay. Like I was going to go hunting here this past week, but, uh, and, you know, it got so cold that, you know, and then I didn't have a, a partner to come with me and the people, the, the, the Denny people from Black Lake and Fond Lac, none of them had went up hunting yet. So, you know, I'm not going to go up there and then not, have a trail to follow because i'm not familiar with the area right so basically you know i i I just wait till somebody has broken a road then i link up with the person that's in phone lock or black lake and then yeah start my journey from there right wow so if i was to find out you know from i just text them on facebook or text them over the phone and find out you know where the caribou are ask where the caribou are so they're pretty uh pretty uh good on let me know what's going on okay so so you so you'll kind of it'll start with like like gathering information um and then you and and a partner uh, will will like get on the skidoos and so you'll travel over lake athabasca yeah so so for one thing like i guess the lake has to be you know frozen solid enough for you to get across and then you are you're traveling for days to get to where they are and then i guess you 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 stay out either as long as you can or as long as you need to 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 you know to take take some caribou well just yeah yeah I, you know i start by getting all my groceries ready and you know everything you got to remember everything freezes you know so i can't really take any bottled stuff or you know stuff that's going to crack so you don't take any of that i you know, I get my gas, my shells, and everything else ready, and then I go from there. But how do you? I mean, it's one thing to to have you know to to travel for days, um, you know, to to go do this, but you're also doing this in in conditions that are like forty below zero. So how do you? Yeah, how do you survive? How do you keep your you know, the food that you do bring from, from freezing and, and, and what kind of, I guess, like equipment or, or gear is involved when you go out and do this? I mean, we got to pack our own tent and our own wood stove. Yeah. So, or just a big blanket that's warm enough for you to crawl up inside, right? Wow. Because you would, it'd just be like an animal, I guess you'd have a thick, thick uh coat on the outside and you know you'd sleep under it if you really need to if you had a warm enough blanket and warm enough clothes right yeah you just sleep under the stars is <laughs> if it's warm it's if it's if it needs to be done but i mean if you if you got to set up a tent and have you know thaw out your clothes and all that good stuff well you're gonna have to set up your tent but Right. You know, sometimes there's times where you just have to make a fire outside and sleep by the fire and have a fire go all night and then you get up in the morning and away you go sleep a couple hours and keep on going So can you walk me through what happens, you know, after you find some caribou and, and, and you take some, um, you're, you know, you can be pretty far from camp and, and like you said, days, days away from, from Fort Chip. So what do you have to do to be able to get that meat back home? Well, we harvest them and, you know, we just skin them for where we harvest them and throw them in the sleigh and bring them back to the tent and then 
wrap our stuff up and away we go. It's it's like a not it's not like a holiday. It's 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 kind of like a expedition. You go and get the meat and you get the hell home as quick as possible. Yeah, well, so I know I've seen images of of um you know skinning the caribou and and taking the meat right after you've harvested them. I know when when Ian went out with you, um, you, the two, well, he was with you, but you found what, like six or, or eight caribou that you harvested seven, seven that you harvested yeah. all at once. Yes. On the spot. Yes. Like with the blood freezing on the snow. Yes. Yeah. So what's the process, I guess, that you go through after you have, you know, harvested, um, some caribou? What, what do you do first, I guess? Just like any other animal, we just skin it and yeah, that's you know make an offering is what I do. I offer my tobacco and you know put it down for the animal that we've taken, and then I start skinning the animal. There's nothing, nothing more to it. No, but I mean that's that is I I think that is um you know like it it seems like such a such an important thing and and it's something that a lot of hunters don't do like you know people who are not um people who are not indigenous like you know white hunters in ontario uh you know i don't think it's <laughs> i don't think it's often that people uh you know like make the time and 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 think to to make an offering um you know to the life that that you've just taken so i think that is i don't know it's it's special yes and it is yes no I value the animal, so I always make tobacco offerings and, uh, you know, just make sure that I feel good about harvesting the animal and I get a spiritual connection with, with, uh, with the animal as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, you, you process or you, you know, you, you skin <laughs> seven, seven caribou and, and, uh, and take the meat right then and there. Um, and I guess you have to do it pretty quickly because the conditions are so cold. Yeah, it's just like skin the animals and get them in the sleigh and away you go. That's that's nuts. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> do you have, uh, you know, any any kind of, I guess, like favorite stories from hunts that you've been on, things that you've seen that have really... Um, stuck with you over the years or experiences that you've had that you know that you like to tell people about uh just you know um probably one of the hunt better hunts i had was at ivanhoe lake and it was you know we had we had to hit the main herd and all the youth were with me and uh we got, ended up getting 33 caribou and it was between four three skidoo, uh, four skidoos so yeah we ended up doing that and we brought 16 caribou home to Fort Chippewan and we harvested I mean uh, had a feast and you know it was a great experience the kids get to, got to tell their stories and it was a good uh, turnout that's amazing um and and over the years uh because you you were you had that job you said for seven years right working yes working with the youth so have you seen a lot of those kids get older and and continue going out and and hunting each year yeah they're all oh, no they're after i brought them they haven't went since oh okay okay yeah do you hope do you hope they will 
They eventually will. Okay, they're, they're just yeah. They're not just quite young and uh, doing their doing their thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're not interested in caribou hunting right now. No, but but I guess hopefully someday. But um, they will be. Yeah, I mean, I guess it must be important to to keep the the tradition alive, right? And 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 in the community. Well, it's important. Yeah, just keep on. T- you know, teaching your youth uh, the traditional ways of life, um, land-based learning, uh, telling the value of the animals, and always pass those good messages messages on, and make sure they have the spiritual connection as well, because it's a big, uh, crucial part in life as well, and respect, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, the idea, like the 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 whole, I guess, premise and and the way that hunting is done in your community and, and in Fort Chipewyan, it's just really fascinating. And, and I have so much respect for everything that goes into, you know, the hunts that you do each winter. Yeah, it means a lot. And uh, I like passing on those, those good things to the, to the youth. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, well, you've done a, a really great job of, of answering all of my questions. Is there anything else that you'd want to say about, yeah, about about the hunt or or the tradition, or do you feel like we've covered a lot of it? Oh yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, respect the animal, uh, you know, offer tobacco, don't overtake, don't over slaughter, uh, you know, don't abuse the animal, and uh, that's it. Just pass those good messages on and uh, share with your families. Don't let the meat go freezer burnt and then throw it away in the spring <laughs> yeah use it up use it all wisely if you're gonna hunt do it right yeah and what's what's your favorite way to eat caribou meat fried fried up fried up with onions yeah oh man and then do you eat it like with bread or on a sandwich <laughs> you're or? making me hungry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shoot i'm still i still never went this year and i'm planning i'm just talking to guys now and they're just only now going up so it's so cold so yeah uh, i'm i'm excited but uh yeah I, so I've, I'll, I'll probably end up just going by myself and uh yeah it's so cold so i don't have to really you know uh wait on anybody so i'll just end up just going and getting the meat and bringing it back for my elders to have a, a feast yeah that's, so that's it that's amazing. That's that's so that's so wild. That's so much work. <laughs> I know, like, uh, yeah. Ian showed me photos and and told me about um, skinning those seven caribou and and just how physically demanding it was, and and yeah, and just how how intense it is because these animals are huge. They're heavy, and you're like, yeah. you know. He was pretty impressed by my ability to freaking do all that work in one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been I've been wanting to talk to you since well, since that trip. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's like skinning seven caribou and you know uh just like hauling it and us getting stuck and you know just that whole journey and me being the, you know, matriarch that I am not a matriarch, but you know what I mean, just uh patriarch? I got patriarch that you know that that's able to do all that stuff and i was pretty proud of that yeah you should be i mean it's ian, like ian, ian like zero you're, you're a fucking machine man <laughs> excuse well, my language 
No, it's fine. This is a podcast for grownups. Yeah. <laughs> Swear all you want. So, uh-huh. Yeah. So it was pretty, pretty kind. It was pretty cool to hear that. And he's like, you know, I, I felt pretty, pretty good about that gesture from Ian. You should. You're, you're a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, Thanks. like I've been wanting to talk to you ever since then. I've seen the photos. Ian told me about how, you know, how you guys were up to your shoulders in, in caribou guts. So, I mean... I, I guess it's it's weird. It, it's a sacred animal, so it's it's probably I guess kind of weird to to talk about it that way. But like, you know, like that's that's what's involved, right? Like it's yeah, you're just full of blood, and you know, it's lots of blood. And but you know, of course, like I said, uh, you can a person could talk, uh, you know, a, a lot about the way that they they want about the animal. But I know in my heart how how much I respect the caribou. Yeah. I know in my heart all the things that I have done to make sure that I don't leave anything behind and that, you know, I I put my tobacco down. Like I said, that's my number one thing because it gives me strength as well and just in everyday life and, you know, uh, ha- having that ability to, to do those things, mm-hmm. be able to pass those messages on, that gives me strength in everyday life as well. So, yeah. you know, I... I don't mind you saying all those things because I know that I respect the animal and that's just us doing it, do, us chatting about it and that's the reality yeah. of it. There is a lot of blood and gore and, you know, and uh, I don't mind. Okay. Well, that's, I'm, I'm really glad. And, you know, it's, it's great that you're, you're doing it in a way that, you know, I guess you, you don't waste the organs, right? Like you don't waste, do you take the skins back as well? I take everything, even the heads. Even that, wow, wow. So all that's left behind is, is what what is left just behind? The gut, just, got, just the gut pile. I take the heart and kidneys and everything else is left behind. Oh, wow. Okay. So, oh, wow. Okay. So you really do take yeah. everything except the guts. Yeah, that's it. And if you, if you don't mind my asking, because this is something that I've wondered about, um, how do you, how do you, I hope this isn't uh, a stupid question, but like, how do you get all of that? blood off of yourself in the bush when it's like well, you, you don't <laughs> you don't no you don't i come home i come home to that and then i throw my stuff in the wash oh wow well yeah because like sure there's water everywhere but it's all frozen so it's not yeah. like you can take a shower um no they do a russian dip <laughs> a russian dip yeah what's uh, that that would be kind of well kind of Russians always go in the friggin' jump in the water, right? I oh, guess a lot God. of people do it, but Oh, that's nuts. How was it having so so Ian, my partner, my I guess my fiance, uh, you know, joined you to photograph the hunt in I guess that was twenty nineteen. Um ha- had you had you brought along uh <laughs> like a, 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 I guess like a a guest, uh, an inexperienced, um, you know, guest from from outside the community on a hunt before. <laughs> a or white guy. A <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> had you had you brought a white guy uh, from Toronto <laughs> on a hunt before? <laughs> no, that was the that was my first time well, on a caribou hunt, anyways. But I mean, there's been other trips that I've taken, you know, a white guy with me. But yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Like we we. We had a good, we had a good trip actually. Yeah, that's that's cool. Was uh, 
yeah, did he hold his own okay or? <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's he, he he learned and he did pretty good out there. Yeah, uh, he was more or less uh, always on the camera and doing videos, and I was like doing doing all the other stuff. But I mean, when he could help, he could help. He was always willing to help, and he was always yeah helped me out helped me out quite a bit actually. That's awesome. But he had his own skidoo anyways. So, but when we went when we went I, we doubled on mine. Really? We we yeah we doubled on my skidoo, and then I believe we doubled. I can't remember. Because um, we didn't have that much gas. That was when the two of you broke off and and found the caribou, right? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. Wow! And actually, Ian's here uh, right now. Do you want to? Do sure. you mind if he if he joins and and we sure. talk a little about that that trip you guys had together? Yeah. All right. He's just uh, he's just connecting. He's gonna join the call in a second. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Pretty good. Long time we're here, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has. <clears throat> yeah. Some Meg. So, how you been? I've been. I've been good. Meg's uh, making this adventure podcast, and you know, it just came up like I've never been on a bigger adventure than the one we went on. So. <laughs> I know, holy shit, eh? It was kind of cool that we ended up going and we just went on this off the road, broke own road and just found found these caribou in the middle of the lake and we harvested them and it was a good journey. Well, yeah, and like the whole time everybody was a little worried about it, right? Like we went up there, it was, it was so it was Freddie, yourself me and uh there was a third guy i forget his name now carl 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 yes yeah carl beaver and uh of the group of us i remember like we were all kind of stressed about it because um (laughs) (laughs) nobody was finding anything we were like running out of gas right yeah and once you're out of gas you're snookered you got to go back because there's no gas stations (laughs) Uh, no gas stations. That was, that's what. That's why I was telling uh, Megan we were doubling on my skidoo. Remember? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because because we were totally out of gas. So yeah, we were sharing a machine. And I remember like, sun was going down, like it was going dark, and it was sort of like the last chance. And then you were like, well, let's just go. You know, one more ridge, one more lake, take a look. And there they were. Nice. And then. I was like, oh my God, I was like, shoot, if we don't kill anything, we're going to end up, <laughs> I'm not going to freaking go back empty handed, you know what I mean? Because remember, Freddie had only killed like one or two caribou by himself. Well, yeah, and, and on that specific trip, you were the only one who got any, and it's such oh, an expensive and dangerous journey. It was, yeah. So I shared my caribou, and then we well, on we went. Yeah, I remember... So when you harvested them, the sun was going down and I was super stressed because nobody knew where we were and it was getting dark and I was like, like we had done some serious bushwhacking to get to that spot. I remember we were running the skidoo through like actual groves of trees and stuff like just we were looking breaking it. road. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> then remember we got stuck and you're like Fuck it, just leave the sleigh. Just leave the sleigh here. Yeah. I sat down with that I ain't fucking leaving my caribou meat behind. The wolves will have it. Oh no, Ian, did you did you crack? You're like, just leave the just well, leave the sleigh. Well like we had to get the it sleigh was stuck. out. Yeah, it was stuck. We had to get it out through this like like we as Kendrick said, we broke road, right? So it's like it's easy to get in there with an empty sleigh, but then when you've got uh caribou. Yeah, seven caribou. Like, how many pounds of meat is that? Thousand pounds. Thousand pounds of meat, and then you know, plus the sleigh, plus the machine, plus us, and we're trying to get up this hill, getting off that lake. I remember, and the powder was was literally up to my belly button. Like, <laughs> like we were fighting just to make steps around yep. this machine in order to try and push this thing up. And I remember at one point you were like, Ian, you gotta push. And like we're trying to push the sleigh, and I'm like pushing as hard as I possibly can. And I looked at you, and I was like, Kendrick, like I'm not strong enough for this shit. Like I can't. <laughs> like you guys are tough, man. You guys are tough. I worked harder, physic. I worked harder physically that week than I've ever, ever worked in terms of like just the workout of it. And that was wow. with help. Kendrick Kendrick tells me he's he's going to go on a hunt soon by himself. And I'm just trying to think of like the I don't know, just like the physical labor of it all. I can't imagine how somebody would do that on their own. Yes. I just love it. I can't wait, man. <laughs> Yeah, but not- uh, we shoveled out the snow. Remember, we shoveled out, so we got stuck. We we're going up the back, back on the same road, and it had this hill. And I was like, you know, I went did a loop, and then I came back and hooked onto the sleigh, and then we got stuck. And so we had to end up shoveling the sleigh out and unhooking the sleigh and spinning the sleigh right back down. Mm-hmm. And then we went back down the hill, and then I maybe I I told Ian I think it's probably better if you. Uh, if you um, if you uh, walk up the hill and I just drive full speed up the top of the hill, so Ian ended up walking up the hill and I ended up making it up the hill barely with that freaking seven caribou in there. Yeah, seven caribou to slay. So, and, and to be clear, when when Kendrick says road, he doesn't like it doesn't actually mean a road in the conventional sense. It means like an area where we previously broke through trees. Yeah. <laughs> Where you you broke trail through like a four foot high snow and and through trees and stuff like that. Yeah. That's yeah. The road. Some of these wow. trees were like as big around as my wrist or my forearm, and we're just mowing over them to get through there. So like, yeah. it, not a road, not a road that you can walk down or drive your car down. <laughs> yeah. No. That's yeah. That's uh, that's unbelievable and so ian you're a you're a very visual person uh being a photographer and and having you know brought your camera on on this expedition is there an image from from that day with kendrick that really just kind of sticks in your mind or or sort of like encapsulates the the trip well there was this like when we first came upon the caribou um and Kendrick, Kendrick shot one and then, and then went uh, after the other ones. And I, I stayed there. And, it, you know, it was quite a distance 
from 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 us and i and i i walked towards this this down caribou in the snow and it was in the middle of a frozen lake yeah and i had um i had wanted to to witness this for so long like i had been coming up to chip for a decade and and the whole time i'd been hearing stories about the caribou hunt and how much it meant and how sacred it was and you know i, I felt like all of a sudden here i am and it, it there was a lot of gravity to it and so I go I go walking by myself and it's totally quiet you know Kendrick's off after the other caribou and and I I come up to this animal that's down on the snow and I'm, I'm going very slowly you know I'm approaching it very carefully and taking pictures as I walk and then I finally get right up to this caribou and it's just the two of us out there and you know, I take my glove off and I and I lay my hand on its on its coat. You know, they're actually very like they have like a really thick coat of like fur or hair. And you know, I just wanted to feel this animal. And as I lay my hand down on the on its side and and push into the fur a little bit, all of a sudden this like like farting geyser of blood comes out of the side of the thing, and I jump back and land right on my ass. and it was yeah i mean for me that's like the whole thing in a nutshell it's like on one hand it's profound and and beautiful and sacred and on the other hand it's also like really funny and an adventure and like everybody's joking and laughing and you can't take it too seriously at the same time (laughs) i i I don't think i could do it (laughs) um i think i'm not strong enough or like I, I I think I would freeze to death, but um, yeah, that's really incredible. And uh, Kendrick, I just want to thank you so much for 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 agreeing to talk to me and 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 uh, talk about caribou hunting and and uh, be on my podcast. Thank you very much, Ian. I hope to see you soon, and maybe you come back to Port Chip and do a thing on the Métis. I would I would love to come back. I, I miss you and and uh, and Alice and and, and Freddie yeah. and, and you know all the yeah. other good folks there. And I I will absolutely be back someday. If I'm and not working, it'll just I'll just come hang out. <laughs> and bring Megan, and I'll take you guys on a boat ride or a skidoo ride or a camping trip. We'd love it. We'd love it, Kendrick. I would. Thank you so much for everything you did for me on that trip, and and thanks for being part of this too. Right on. Yeah. Thank you so much again. I'd love to come up there. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really hope I get to meet you someday soon. And uh, yeah, and, and see the places that you've talked about. <laughs> That's one trip we'll never, ever forget, Ian. Oh, man. And, and, <laughs> and to, to speak to what you said, Meg, about like not being physically strong enough, it's one of those things where like maybe nobody is physically strong enough for it, but when you're there, there's no choice but to do it. It's like, you know, you get halfway yeah. across Lake Athabasca <laughs> in minus 50 and every muscle in your body hurts because you're fighting the machine, trying to keep it from flipping over on the chunks of ice and like <laughs> you, everything hurts and you're just like, but I have no choice. I, I must, I got to keep following Freddy or I'm going to get fucking lost and freeze to death. So <laughs> better fucking hang on. You, fucking you, you did good though, man, for <laughs> you, to, you to fucking go and uh, do that trip without you know, really much experience on the skidoo and zero. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you know, not 
not ever going on a hunt like that before. Frick, you pulled it off and you you ended up coming back. So respect, boy. <laughs> Thanks, Kendrick. It <laughs> means a lot, dude. I I I definitely like I had I had a couple close calls there going across the river when the ice broke and also smacking into that boulder at the one point. It shot me right over the front of the machine. <laughs> definitely a steep learning curve. <laughs> but that was all worth so worth it for the for the amount of video and uh, pictures, eh? Oh, absolutely. It was and just the experience for you. Like, I mean, holy shit. Imagine oh, some, you know, some it, little white guy comes and freaking <laughs> goes into the boon, into the boonies where no man has ever gone before. <laughs> it was hardcore, man. And, and it really gave me such a profound respect for what you do. It's, and I've said this before, like you guys are, true warriors to get that done every year and to do it for fun too (laughs) and for that tasty tasty fried caribou meat with onions (laughs) ian would always be first one to sleep eh, Ian? (laughs) (laughs) oh god as soon as i got horizontal i was i was out here we are freaking you know having a blast and freaking bullshitting and freaking Ian snoring and (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably the best he's ever slept probably (laughs) Probably, I didn't even care that it was minus 25 and I was like sleeping on the ground like I was out I was comfortable yes but I gotta run um I'm so happy that I got to talk with you both and uh enjoy your new year's day together and uh god bless you Thank you. Thank you so much, Kendrick. I'm so glad we could we could meet and talk. And uh, I hope you have a great, great beginning of 2022 and, and get out and, and have a hunt soon. Thank you. You as well. See you again. Take care, Kendrick. God bless. All right, Thanks bye. again. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Catch Me Outside, the podcast. Um, if you like what you heard today, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, wherever you listen to the podcast um, and uh, follow me on Instagram I'm catch me outside podcast uh, the the one and only catch me outside podcast um, so yeah give us a follow um, if you want to see images uh, to go with the episode then that's real find them thanks a lot cheers <laughs>